Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 285 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our um, Chief Bar Steward, Commander Psycho Cal. Hello! Yep, I'm here. Present. Excellent. We, we, <laughs> present and correct. Um, we have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. We have our Lavian Space Program Director, Commander Kurgle. Good evening, everyone. We have our Deputy Trade Attaché, Commander Souverine. What up? And last and definitely least, Head of Hills and Safety, Ben Mosswood, Commander Levice. <coughs> 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 Uh, soon to be the late Edelweiss. Um If you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging around Lave Station, I do believe, um, near, near the uh, the actual uh, station itself. Uh, I do believe that the bounty for Ben has been claimed, and I don't think we're restarting that one again. Um, if you can't get to us in-game, you can also join us in the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live and click on the live chat and on Twitch TV slash Lave Radio. So we'll just quickly and go around what everybody's been doing this week. Uh, now that we've um, all shaved off our evil Spock beards. Is that the, is that the best way of, of, of putting it? It's um, an excellent what? way of putting it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll start off with Commander Souverine. What do, how have you been? Uh, great, thanks. I've been really good. Um, what have I been doing? I've been... Uh, the Suvet and I have been um, uh, no, home, predictably. Been. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and uh, I've just been uh, going for my daily run around the park um, and uh, getting on with work. And she's been working from home, obviously, at the end of the table. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, played a bit of Elite the other day. Uh, did a did a bit of hauling. I, I've I've started doing um, what I'm terming spinning the brick. Um, which uh, which doesn't make you blind, um, and um, <laughs> is uh, shorthand for hauling in a Type Nine and uh, not turning flight assist on at all. Um, so just total end to end flight assist off um, in a Type Nine, which has been super good fun and uh, and like learning a whole new game um, and quite challenging. Uh, and uh, I've had a couple of people drop in and out. Um, Doctor Toxic dropped in on Saturday night for a couple of hours and with him for a bit um and um dr kai has been beaming into one of my multi-crew seats to um in vr um he's he's worked out how to he's worked out how to have a work like a a, a window in his virtual cockpit so he's been like playing another game while sitting in vr in elite so i'll be, I'll be doing... just say everything about how gripping elite is at the moment. <laughs> yes exactly exactly it's the most yeah, it's, it's the most convoluted way to enjoy video games. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, he's just been sat there as a passenger while I've been doing that. Um, and uh, and that's been brilliant. It's been really, really good fun. Um, and then also, um, I've also been playing quite a lot of uh, Star Citizen with um, with Ben over the last few days as well, um, which is just brilliant fun. So much fun. Been doing, getting involved with lots more of the missions and learning how everything works and um, visiting more of the locales, which are just absolutely beautiful um so yeah it's been good it's been good fun excellent commander shan how have you been i've been 
pretty well, actually. Um, obviously, working from home every day, which is completely the same as every other day I've had working from home for the last 15 years. So it's just been strange to see everyone going, oh, working from home, panic, panic, panic. And I'm like, well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been, been quite interesting. What has been amusing is um, I went today uh, out to get some petrol from this Ainsbury's petrol station. And um, I thought, well, I'll go in just on the off chance I've got some milk and stuff. But anyway, so I went in there and I brought myself a couple of packets of biscuits and uh, some rolls, healthy meal. Anyway, at Saints' first place, I had big orange tape saying, do not cross, sort of like a meter or two meters in front of the counter. And the lady was like, oh, excuse me, don't, don't, cross, over, don't cross over the line. And I said, okay, yeah. Um, I said, but isn't it strange if I put like my toe over the line, all of a sudden I'm dangerous. And then I take my toe over the line, I'm safe. Because, yeah, it's strange. But anyway, he then did this dance because I, I, I went to go and put the stuff on the counter. And she then walked back to the right, the other side of the counter against the wall, almost like pinning herself against the wall the other side, when I came and put the, uh, the groceries on the counter. And then withdrew past the line. She then came back, swiped the the um, thing through, put the petrol through, and then did the same dance of going all the way to the back of the back of the room while I handed the card. And she said, "Oh, you have to touch the card machine. I'm not allowed to touch the card machine in case you're infected." And it's like it's a, it's a weird, almost like we were two poles of a magnet at the same and just repelling each other. And it was like. I thought you were quite used to people repelling you. Yes, it's only when I want to do it. It's only when I want them to be repelled. Um, and, and the other idea I had, I did, did mention it earlier, is apparently in the UK, we are allowed to have one period of exercise <laughs> yes. a day. So I'm going to be selling... Of standard length. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be selling my exercise period uh, to anyone who's interested so I can at least pay the overinflated prices people are having for toilet roll at the moment. There's probably a CrossFit black market for that kind of thing already. Well, <laughs> the best one I've seen is go say you're allowed one piece of exercise a day and there's a picture of the proclaimers underneath going, all right there, lads. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't think it includes walking, though. It doesn't include walking, so that undermines that meme. Walking's exercise. Mm, not convinced. I don't think it does. If I walk to the shops, is that no, but, going to the shops, or is that my exercise? Yeah, one of that's, that no, that's the shops. The, 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 the wording was specifically uh, walking is uh, you're allowed to walk to the shops, or you're allowed a um, a piece of exercise like jogging of a standard length. I think I think was the wording. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not good walk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and we actually had quite a nice Mother's Day because the, one of the local village pubs were doing takeaway. So you fly, you put your order in, <laughs> you get lunch and stuff, and then you sort of turned up at the pub and they handed you your Sunday lunch uh, in like in, in, in like a bag, obviously in containers, and then you sort of took it away. So we had a nice sort of Sunday lunch uh, oh. courtesy of the pub's takeaway. So that's quite nice. Yeah, what, like so, top away. Well, it's like the, it's like the polystyrene kind of takeaway things. The mm. biggest battle I've had this this week is trying to stop my parents leaving the house. 
and it's been yes. a com- it's been a complete nightmare because it's like um the elderly give no shits. I know, and, and we're supposed they to protect them. And it's and yeah, because like my, my mother in law was like, oh yeah, I need to go and um because she lives in the home. Oh yeah, I promised to give so and so a lift to the hospital today because I've got an appointment. And it was like no. Oh, no. and, yeah, and my mum was actually has a um, she has a hair done at home, and uh, the hairdresser was due to come round, and she said, oh, "I'm not actually leaving the house. Do you think my hairdresser can come?" And it's like, "No, mum." I says, first of all, you're in you're at home in your house, so who cares what your hair looks like?" And then she's, "Oh no, no I do, I do." And I said, "Well, I'm not having on your headstone. Here lies mum killed by her hairdresser." Yeah. Mm. We do apologise. It does seem that real life will kind of uh, make its way into this. This. Uh, but I was, about, I was also about to say, sorry, um, I I haven't played Elite this week at all. I've been uh, playing Doom Eternal. <laughs> Not that it's a prophecy at all. <laughs> no, it, it's all right, but I don't know. It, it's not. Doesn't. It's not Doom. If that makes if sense. It's not Doom. It's not what Doom. is it? Well, it's gone all complicated. You know, I, 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 the original Doom, you didn't have to think about aiming pretty much. You just, as long as you pointed in the relevant direction, you'd hit something. Oh. And it was just completely mindless and you just went around killing crap. Flagging shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this isn't, you do, you know, there's all sorts of combos and, you know, there's no ammo drops or health drops. You have to get ammo. Uh, by using a chainsaw and chopping things up and all sorts of stuff like oh, that. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. It's just sort of doom. No, you can't get drops. drops. There aren't ah. that many. And so what you do is you have a limited amount of uh, fuel for your chainsaw. So yeah. if you need health and stuff like that, you have to chop up the doom enemies or or punch them enough till they glow and then you to finish them move, move like in Mortal Kombat. And that's how you get your um, replenished stuff. It's like the Beatles, though, Shan. You can always go back and play the original. <laughs> well, you can't because the original, just on a 4K monitor with Doom resolution, looks like playing Doom Minecraft Edition. But <laughs> didn't they re-release it recently with the as a pre-order for Doom Eternal? You can totally run an OpenGL enhanced version of the original Doom mod files. Yeah, mm-hmm. who needs this looking up and looking down business? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's all right. I mean, the, the other the other bugbear I've got about it is it has a checkpoint system, so you have you have you save in checkpoints. And I, I don't know about you, but when I'm because I have so many interruptions of stuff during during the evening and stuff like, it's not very often I can just play something and, until I reach a checkpoint because I get called away or something like that. So yeah, you want the yeah, safe. So being able to save something, go away and retrieve a dog from somewhere, I don't know. But, you know, it's just useful. So it's the checkpoint side, I think, is a bit, you know, it it works well on consoles, but you need a solid block of time. You don't think console players have to go and rescue the dog too? No, kids. Mm. Kaizen is asking a very pertinent question, though, actually, that he's asking, what's the drop on toilet paper like in Doom Eternal? (laughs) I haven't seen any. So, uh, realistic, realistic, yeah, yeah, 
<laughs> actually, I saw a really good deal the other day. Actually, I saw I saw a, an advert for some toilet roll going. Uh, sorry, it was a free gaming laptop with some uh, roll of toilet paper going for about three thousand quid. So I thought that was quite a good deal, actually. What one roll of toilet paper get a free gaming laptop? Yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought it was quite a good deal. I've seen the earrings with the most valuable commodity uh, for 2020 was basically a pair of toilet rolls. Mm. <laughs> that was quite good. Although you say that, the the um, eggs apparently are the are the are, the, are getting short. But what eggs. the real panic? Okay. Yeah, what the what the real panic buy item is at the moment is um, decorating stuff. Mm. Really, so, like DIY. Paint, Paintbrushes, yeah, because everyone thinks, well, I'll, I'll not, I won't work from home. I'll do the decorating instead. So, paint and stuff is all selling out. Interestingly, um, all VR headsets are sold out, and trampolines as well. All gone. Yeah, trampolines. <laughs> Webcam. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Oh dear. Well, is that <laughs> why COVID comes bouncing back? <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, um, people trying to trying to wear their kids out. Oh god, I've got kids around for like forever for the next twelve yep. weeks. I might as well just, just stick them on a trampoline. Oh, I thought you were talking what, about. They, are they? Do they? Oh, come you on, them trampoline. You, you, guys, you guys know. You, we you, do. You guys know why? The... And users is like a kennel. They just sleep underneath it. It's actually. Have you ever gone to sleep on a trampoline? It's bloody comfy. It is actually. Yeah, super comfortable. You guys know right, why so, the so arsehole, we'll out, don't you? Yeah, shall we shall we move on to Cal? How well, have you been? Well, you know why VR sold out, don't you? Um, Alex, Alex, the new Half Life game. Mm. Mm. It That's looks true. Really, I've yeah, got it. Really. I've not downloaded it because we're doing the show tonight, so I'll have that maybe next week. I'll play that at the moment. I'm just chopping some wood. Um, it's been a busy week. Yeah. <laughs> well, I busy don't know. I think that's a huge a huge likelihood that that's going to have a huge factor on on the amount of. Uh, People wanting to get into VR and um, the, f- the sort of hype about it as well is is huge. Um, I'll let you know. Kaizen just, just said in the U- in the US it's ammunition because once <laughs> you've got that, the rest is obtainable. Yeah, VR porn in isolation. Oh no, that's just oh gosh. VR porn uh, is the most. The that, that's, that, that's only for gambling people that are not expecting guests and have a lock on their door. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it's been a busy week. Um, we've been obviously really, really, really uh, so. I'm so upset about uh, having to cancel ECM. It was one of those highlights of my year. Really looking forward to it. We put so much content and work together for it. Um, the things that we just, you know, just getting the staging and the upgrades for that, which is meant to then pass on for LaveCon as well, and we develop it and we get better at it. Uh, we've done tons of work on the lighting rig and setup for um, Artemis. And so Moof was just absolutely frustrated as well that we had to cancel, and so we decided that we would do something different on the date and give a nice focal point and a wee virtual ECM, which is VCM, and I know you've got a whole pile of stuff coming about that later on. So we've been putting ideas and things together for that to make it better. Um, due to the current uh, carry-on, and we've uh, fitted and have operating sync and taps in the bathroom, so there has been an update, and they are functioning and not leaking, so that's awesome. So Susie can now wash her, herself um whenever she wants in that bathroom and it's working a treat so she's chuffed moves condition Excellent. this last chance medication is having an effect 
it's still a bit early Good. to suggest that it's a complete. Uh, what would you call that? It's, not, it's like a recession, but it's not, isn't it? It's when sort of remission. Receding. Um, remission, receding. Remission. It's I'm kind just of like, maybe I'm thinking of my hairline. <laughs> well, it is. It's well, a condition there's... that goes into remission, and it, and the hope is that it will it will clear up and he'll get back. Uh, he's also getting loads of injections, which is making it complicated at the moment because. The queue's yes. outside pharmacies, so you go down to get your regular medication. I've got blood pressure meds that I'm meant to take, and, and it's like, do I really want to have to wait in a queue of 50-odd people to get that? You can get it delivered. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can. Just like you can order your groceries online. Yeah, you can. It's a wonderful theory. Um, but it does rely on there being space. Fortunately, Susie's meds are all dropped at the door. And that's been in place mm. for years, um, so that's a good thing. But I've still, it's Moof, he's now getting all these injections. So I'll be doing a, a rare one of these, uh, leaving the house to do a medical trip and drop off groceries with my daughter because she's been self-isolating for 15 years. Um, <laughs> she, had a, she had tonsillitis and so she was told to self-isolate. So I've been dropping groceries and stuff outside her door. And then I'm going to have to run some emergency supplies over to Dylan as well to try and stop him from being daft and going out when he doesn't need to. So I'm going to try and get it all done in the one day, and then that's me for the week. Hopefully, um, I just get frustrated with the you know, the, I've been I've been in the supermarkets and the poor staff are mm. being put in a position where they have to decide whether or not you are buying excessively. So they've got their, their numbers game where they'll say, you know, you can't have that many of that and so on and so forth. And that's that's a difficult thing, especially when they're met with people who've got nothing but excuses as to, oh, but I, I need that because I'm at risk of becoming sober. Um, <laughs> and you know what I mean? And, and the poor people have got to put up with an awful lot of crap. So if you are in a store and you're getting told something that, it seems to be daft and silly. Just bear in mind, these poor people are there uh, and they'd probably much rather be at home not having to work with the great unwashed. Um, so just spare a thought for them and do something nice if you can and, and look after your families and yourself. And just, yeah, we, we want you guys back here all fight and fit for next week and the week after and the week after and the week after until such times as we're allowed to go outside. Okay. Uh, ben, uh, I've got I've got a question actually for you guys from Slam Duncan Game, who's mm-hmm. asking us to rate things in the chronological order. Cow's yeah. bathroom being finished. Oh mm-hmm. no! Squadron Forty Two being released. I think mm-hmm. I could that. Fleet carriers. Mm-hmm. Or um, Slam Commander Slam Dunk marries Ka- um, Angelina Jolie. So, uh, I think personally, I'm going to go Fleet Carriers, Squadron 42, Cow's Bathroom, and then marrying Angelina Jolie, I think. And after that, I'd put Lockdown Ending. <laughs> I think while Lockdown is on, Cow's Bathroom should bump up a step on that list. I think we this should make Cow's Bathroom a, 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 a licensed wedding venue to conduct <laughs> marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Weddings are cancelled. Which is a good point. Yeah, I'm not doing funerals in my bathroom. Just flushing down the loo. And I'm flushing down the I'll be upstanding as the coffin, as the ashes are gently and delicately flushed. Well, I will say that. I will say that now that uh, we're all in lockdown, I think everybody stands an equal chance with Angelina Jolie. 
Ah, dear. Um, yes, Ben. Talk, yeah, so talking about um, your shots, actually, I was really impressed with what Morrison's are doing in that they're actually they're getting everybody to stop the shop getting mentally crowded. They're just getting people to queue up one trolley length apart around the car park, uh, and then they're only letting 10 people in at a time, so the shop's nice and empty. You know, the staff aren't dealing with people being dicks because there's only like 10 of you and 15 members of staff and about 10 security guards. Do you know what shenanigans would do in that situation? What would shenanigans do in that situation? Shenanigans would hide in the shop so they couldn't find me. <laughs> You'd go off and hide in the bread section or something, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, one thing actually, um, you alluded it to earlier as well actually, that about Disney Plus launching. I'm actually, I'm really pissed off about Disney Plus. Because in this day and age, why the hell does America have Frozen 2, but Britain doesn't? Interesting. Yeah, and... And why are we three months behind it being launched in the States in the first place? I can understand doing a stage rollout. I get get that. It's quarantine, obviously. But why the hell... Do we have regionalized? That's content? easy. That's that, with, with Frozen Two. That's easy. That's easy to answer, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, this is a uh, serious answer. A little No, it's it's they are self isolating. Oh, for God's sakes! <laughs> self isolating. Yes. Oh my God! How? I mean, I'm one to bloom and talk. And um, on the subject of bad puns, we'll just. Given all seventh commander uh, Odie, who passed away recently, yes. his puns uh, on the Hutton or Bulldog Truckers w- were basically lethal, and uh, we're going to miss them. Uh, right. Um, I have actually, sorry, sorry Car- uh, I've got to say that Disney Plus. Yeah, I spent this morning setting up Disney Plus and all the relevant devices and um, talking. Uh, in, in in prison, son. Um, through setting, well, he's not really in prison. He's just in self isolating in in London. He's perfectly fine, but the army says you've got to stay in your in your rooms. Anyway, um, yeah. So this is twice. I've been quite impressed with that actually. Mrs. Shannon and uh, the other channeling have been watching uh, films all afternoon on it. So I'm not that worried about Frozen Two or Star Wars Resistance because there's enough stuff on there to keep us amused. Sorry, Tom. Right, can I move on to Commander Kurgle then? Because he has the poor chap's not been on for a while and <laughs> not seen <laughs> him. Well, I've I've mostly been feeling a bit ill for the last week, but I'm back at work now. I'm feeling a lot better, and I've been probably seeing more of my friends online for the last week <laughs> than I have for the last year. So we've been playing a lot of Minecraft because everyone can play. Uh, so yeah, that's that's really what I've been up to last week. Getting over being ill, working a lot, and mind cracking my head off. <laughs> mind cracking. Yes. Okay. That's that sounds like something that Ben would do. Um, <laughs> oh, <yeah. sighs> I think we've been round everybody, haven't we? Have you been you yet, Colin? Have I done me? What have you been up to, Colin? What have I been up to? Um, well, for, obviously, first of all, before anybody asks, yes, the bunny is fine. He's happily hopping around. And uh, basically, we've now got to feed him meds. So um, he's 
he's got addicted to carrot, so that's fine. Um, your emergency supplies for week three. <laughs> well, yes. the rabbit. The rabbit. Yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're fattening him up on purpose. Uh, let's see. In game, I have gone mental for power play, which I know a lot of people here would probably be a little bit confused. I haven't played my played my main account in since I started playing power play because it it just takes up all the the rest of my time. And the weird thing is, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I just feel like I'm in the middle of Alcoholics Anonymous, and everyone's Have going. Have you got oh, a temperature? It's gone, it's gone too far. No, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Um, I, I, must admit, I am going stir crazy, but I'm going perfectly fine. Is that because of power play, or is that because of other things? And let us, let us just say we now have uh, two kids off here. So basically I'm having to homeschool them uh, in addition to doing my own work. And uh, the, let's just say that, that Virgin in media is not exactly the most reliable and can just cut out at the worst time. In fact, I, I'm beginning to get like Marcus from Babylon 5. I'm expecting, right, when would be the worst time for it to go? and then prepare for when the worst time happens. And surprisingly enough, it happens quite a lot. So have you just been doing Postman Pat version of Power Play, or have you been killing... Oh, I've been doing... Um, I've been doing the Postman Pat version of it. I've been doing the avoiding killing the Postman, being... Um, avoiding the pirates who, who want to kill the Postman Pats. Um, I don't think Postman Pat ever had a natural predator, did he? So is that it from now on? Anybody who kills someone running leaflets is a Bob the Builder and we're just Postman Pat. Why not? Yeah, why not? Okay, so I've been avoiding the Bob the Builders and, uh, and I've been uh, doing a bit of bobbing myself. <laughs> nice. Yes. Have so you been, um, um, You've been doing PvP? Uh, not yet. I oh, I actually I have because basically um, on the first day, this this is guaranteed to happen at all the time. On the first day of a cycle, um, most of the guys that go off and and do the deliveries, um, they they go to the uh, the the HQ system. So normally, what will happen is you'll have a lot of enemy commanders just hanging around your HQ system, hoping to get a couple of uh, couple of postman pats, if you like. And um, avoiding them is actually quite challenging because um, I've, I, I swapped through. I swapped through onto my Cobra, uh, which is a modified, so that no bugger can catch it. And <laughs> that's now a challenge. Yeah, and it is a challenge now to get to the head to the headquarters system in one piece before. Um... <laughs> Thanks, get you. <laughs> Thanks, Cycle Cow is giving me a whole list now of enemies of Postman Pat. We've got um, pneumonia, dementia, alcoholism, Project U Tree. What? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Brutal. So, uh, yes, weird that I'm enjoying it. So, um, from there... <laughs> yeah, get a segue out of that one. 
segue on that one. See, the professionalism of the links. Um, we have had a, a little update. It's just the usual store update, which is um, the usual. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think we've really got anything to discuss in game-wise or with main discussion. Uh, so I would thought we would just straight plug on with the community corner, which obviously with the cancellation of uh, ECM, or actually, Cal, is it a cancellation or is it um, a delay? Is it going it's, to be rescheduled at some point uh, well, later we're, in the we're, year? We are uh, in the process now um, of. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, we're oh, I, I was talking. Uh, sorry, I just did, I didn't unmute myself to you guys because I'm a plonker. Uh, we are in the process of processing through uh, the refunds, which will take. Some will go through instantly, some will take up to five days thanks to bloody policies of PayPal, which we can't do anything about. And we tried to mitigate that. Um, and we've had an overwhelming and wonderful response from a lot of people who have told us not to refund them and instead to put it towards charities or to put it towards costs that are, may have been incurred, um, which is an amazing thing. So we're hoping uh, that when we do our stream for VCM that we have a, a lovely, nice, charitable amount that we will be donating to Special Effects and Hearing Dogs UK. Um, so that's quite exciting and amazing. So at the moment, we'd consider it a postponement, but that postponement might realistically be a year. <laughs> so yeah. it may well, you know, it's one of those things. We've got a venue... We've got a lot of things put into the venue. We've got a lot of businesses hooked into that venue, and it would be a shame to do something and then go somewhere else. So um, realistically, we haven't quite reached a decision. I know that Dave is keen on looking at later in the year, um, but I think we all have to just assume that everything's going to be moved to later in the year, which is going to make that later in the year awfully cramped and awkward for people. So yes, <clears throat> although we haven't reached a decision quite yet, we're just kind of sitting around, and, and like everyone else, sitting around going, well, I've no idea what's going to happen. It'd be crazy to go and do, right, let's now make it this date and then have to change it again. Uh, so at the current minute, obviously, I don't know if we have an update from, from Karen and Alan regarding LaveCon for tonight. Do we have um, still still? The last, the last I heard about uh, from Karen and Alan is that they are giving out provisional tickets, but at the moment there hasn't been... A confirmed cancel. Yeah, I mean, because they don't know. Um, that's mm. the problem. You don't know, and you've got people and businesses booked, and uh, it's it's hard to think where where you know when you cancel something, who gets the hit, who takes the biggest hit, and you know this. If you can imagine a big event like that being cancelled, and then the Sedgebrook Hotel suddenly has a number of guests cancelling. Um, so there is definitely an argument for staying cautious and being prepared. And I think the great idea, so they're doing this kind of, uh, you can pledge to get a ticket. So you, you basically yeah. are you know, getting a ticket, but you're not paying, and that will then avoid having to do lots of processing refunds and things, which is what we're doing at the yeah. moment, which is a nightmare. Um, but VCM, yeah, it's shaping up to be really quite exciting. There's some there's some really cool stuff. Um, I'm going to go and see what Dave told you, so make sure that I don't go off script and say something that I'm not meant right. to. Okay. Um, well, I'll run through the list and you and you tell me whether or not uh, you know about it. Okay. Okay, so you're having a live Artemis Bridge crew. That's going to be awesome! 
<laughs> that is going to be awesome. <laughs> Moof has, as I say, we've been putting a ton of work into ECM uh, with the plan uh, of what was going to happen when we were there and our Artemis work, Moof has been building um, the lighting rig and um, it looks spectacular. And so when it gets, the money he's put into that rig for it to be cancelled is heartbreaking, but mm. it will be there for the next thing. So we're going to set this up in either my house and we're going to live stream it. We will be the engineering department and we'll have a special crew to run Artemis and uh, we will show off what this lighting rig can do. And the best thing about it is we can put the smoke machine in. So be prepared for points where you cannot see the engineering team. Um, so yep, Artemis is going to be there. That's going to be one. Okay. Um, you're going to have um, some streamers join in with their own bits, like um, Already Psych, Mr. Benedetti, Colo, Page. They've all volunteered to drop by. They've all volunteered to drop by and get involved in whatever we can come up with, which is awesome. They are amazing people. Thank you. You still are going to hold the raffle. Well, we have a number of people that have donated prizes, and some of these prizes are made specially for the event. Uh, and it just seems such a shame to put them into storage for a year. And so we thought, well, let's. What can we do? Can we do a raffle online and and arrange for these things to be raffled off and um, make some more money for the charity? And, and you know that was kind of the the crux of the let's do a VCM uh, was because we really wanted the charities not to lose out and the sense of community that we want. We want the virtual ECM not to be a tune in and stream and watch. We want it to be a, a, a day like an ECM where you can come along and there's things going on. So we have got the Artemis, which we can watch, but we will run games of Artemis if we can. Um, so get onto the TeamSpeak and we'll have different rooms in the TeamSpeak for different things that are going on. So we're hoping to have the likes of Tabletop Simulator running on beside and you can go along and watch that or we'll do highlights and spots on these different activities that other people are doing. So if you're going to run a wee um, CQC session on an Elite and you want to do that on the ECM day and keep it open to people to come and join, then come along, please let us know. And that's what we're trying to create is that focal point of you can sit at home in isolation and also be there with your friends, having a chat, having that day. It's something we want people to get excited about and look forward to almost as much as the ECM. We want that kind of, you know, oh, it's nearly ECM, we can all go online and have a chat, and it creates that reason to get involved and that opportunity for people who um, ECM could have been the one event that they could make this year. And now it's gone. So now they're feeling there's a hole. And we don't want people to fall into these holes. We want them to be uplifted, to connect, to have fun. Even if you are infected, you're welcome. Even if you're vulnerable, you can come now, which is great. Right, well, sorry, next on the list. <laughs> sorry, so um, I think you've actually covered it all off now. <laughs> we're just trying to do as much as we can so if you as I say if you are running or you're willing to do a game um, we're hoping to get sort of content from our various sponsors so we can show off their stuff um, you know if we've got CQC that's going to be great if we can get Xboxers doing their CQC or whatever they want to do whether it be Sea of Thieves if you're using Tabletop Simulator and you're you're willing to come and have a chat with us um, and invite people into your game. We want that to be the sort of the feel of the day. ED battle cards. I don't know what we'll do with them. 
I mean, I, I, I could, I have managed to have um, the miniatures game played over over the net before. That's that might be interesting. So I mean, if we if we fill up Twitch with loads, I mean, you'll be like me at the moment, where Virgin works some days. Um, I've had mm-hmm. three days of outage, including Friday, where I had almost dial-up performance for the entire day. Yes, and um, I was doing the live stream and the quiz, but the quiz works very well on Twitch because we've got the question pages and the team pages. So we'll do a quiz. We'll do a quiz. We'll do a quiz. Um, uh, if we have to, if we need the content or the time, and we'll just, you know, we don't want to make it a full day. Everyone's bound and held to it, kind of thing. But we'd like to have a full day where everyone's there, so that you're playing with each other, and the stream is just a way of highlighting what's going on and giving people that bit of, there's this happening here and there's that happening there, and watch this. We're going to do the special, um, <laughs> special artifice. I tell you what, I'm really looking forward to. It. <laughs> Um, I've been building, <laughs> let me show you, I've been building this, um, you saw the cardboard box controller the other week? Yes, we did. Yep, I have since had the um, hardware um, done, um, arrive. Uh, let me just see if I can move this to the right place where it will be seen. There we go. Hello, everyone. Um, <clears throat> I have had the, 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 the cabinet has now arrived and it is now all set here we go. All the buttons are all lighty uppy, apart from this one, which I was just working on earlier on. It's just not quite working. Uh, and this uh, runs on RetroPie and allows you to play four-player arcade games from the classic oh lines like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and, and stuff like that. And it does retro noises and it's brilliant. Um, Raspberry Pi 3, two USB hubs, and then various different circuitries for that. Um, and a speaker, and it works like a treat. Uh, and I think we're planning on doing something about how to set these up because I've done this one, and then Dave has done a full cabinet, like an old arcade machine that he had made up. Uh, that that would be so good for a cup for Gauntlet. Yeah, Gauntlet's if you working. Get something to play Gauntlet. Uh, I do have Gauntlet on there. Oh, sold. So uh, I just haven't. Uh, it's a it's a bit of a ball ache when it comes to the configuration of the controllers. Um, that's just kind of the problems that you face with these things. So I will uh, we will maybe have a wee chat about that on the VCM as well. Again, time allowing and interest levels being worthy of it because we don't want it to be that kind of sit and watch other people doing stuff. We want people to get involved and play and and be like they are actually at an uh, uh, an ECM. That would be our dream. Yeah. That that would be great. Um, so, uh, has anybody got anything else to say about uh, VECM? I mean, and we're glad that something at least is happening. Yeah. When I, is when is, it, when is Easter? It's the twelfth. Not that far away now, is it? You know, there, I've just actually thought of a positive thing with being locked up here for the next twelve weeks or whatever it's going to be. I might actually be able to attend VCM, <laughs> whereas. Ooh. With, uh, you know, I wasn't going to be able to attend ECM because I was going to be doing stuff with the family. But you know, we're all, we're all, everyone's locked up, so we can't. So, Sean, did you want to uh, say something? Well, I was, I was about to say um, that all the hard work you guys have put in for the planning of real ECM rather than virtual ECM kind of hasn't gone to waste because all the stuff you've prepared and stuff to do, when it does come back, 
it's all all the hard work has been done in terms of preparation and stuff. So I'm I, I'm definitely fine joining in the, the VCM. I think it's an excellent idea. And uh, as you say, if you couldn't men- if you couldn't make it before, you can make it. You can make it now, and actually, it allows people who's in the states and in other countries who wouldn't normally be able to get to an ECM to participate. As long as they're willing to get up early, right? Which actually, that mentions Kai. Uh, Kai was asking, are there ways for US and for non-British commanders to participate and? Uh, contribute to the charity fund? I think so, yeah. You just don't know what they are. We will get them sorted. I mean, it is, this is what I mean. We are, we are working really, really hard to um, keep it as inclusive and keep it as special as we possibly can. Um, so uh, it is one of those things where we will... <sighs> We will do what we can. The concern about um, the again with anything when you do a raffle and you start opening up to the, the internets, uh, we haven't quite got to the final destination. But the postage and packaging will then become a cost. Um, but yeah. we want we want to do a good yeah. job by the charities, and so therefore, to not allow people to be part of it is is lunacy. So we will come up with something and we'll plan ahead for that. So see, we're still quite early on in the planning of putting that together and how it's going to work because we've also got the the um, Aurora Australis. Did you see all that stuff uh, and Dog's mm. Breath? And he talked about what they were doing in Australia on the last of the icebreakers in its sort of final voyage. And they took the hut and mugs with them and they've got them signed and they've sent them back to us so that we can charity auction them off. Um, so we've got that to do as well in the future. So there's a lot of things we've got on our plates to try and work out the best ways to do it. And again, with in our mind, to really just get the most we can for charities and to support them, but not... Uh, not at the expense of our amazing uh, guests, so we want them all to be part of this too, and being part of something on that day that that may well have been a disappointment, as we're all disappointed about it. But more. Do you know if Frontier are due to make an appearance at VCM? Because I believe they were going to go to ECM. I'm just <coughs> wondering if they're sort of just the, move. I mean, the majority of them are. Uh, we've got. Um, We've got people's names, and we know we haven't agreed on in what way. But Frontier are more than supportive and willing to get involved where they can. Uh, so there, that's ongoing discussions and stuff there. But they have been nothing but supportive, even to the point of where um, they had to make that decision for their staff to have to pull out and things. They still were like, you know, that doesn't change anything at all. Whatever we can do to support you without having physical bodies in the ground, we want to do. And then since we've had to then cancel it as well, they've been brilliant. Um, cannot fault Will, Zach, Stephen Benedetti, Page, and uh, well, Page was ex Page. Um, but uh, their teams, they have been absolutely um, more wonderful than you could have wanted. So thanks to them and their support. And all of the guys that have been there, including the venue, who have been brilliant too. Uh, mentioning Will, how is he doing? Because I know he was self-isolating last week. Um, well, I was speaking to him and he seems to be fine and well and happy. So I don't see any issues. Um, our very own um, Skip Rat uh, is sounding a bit rough at the moment. But again, it's one of these things where a lot of us, are at any cough or any sneeze has you stuck in a cupboard. Uh, so um, I'll send out some well wishes to Skip Rat and I hope you pick up quick, mate. 
Well, well, best wishes to Skip Rat. And uh, Ben, would you like to tell us about what has been happening with the EIC? Yeah, of course I can. So we got a message from the who are the Elite Dangerous' residents of all the fat loot, basically, that you could ever possibly want. And as a little show of solidarity, I guess you could say, uh, they're saying, Hello, lovely commanders and beautiful members of the EIC community. In light of all that is going on in the world, and in a very small way, to counter the selfishness of some people out there buying all of the toilet rolls and leaving some of us to set up a hose pipe in the house, the EIC Trading Post is pleased to announce Operation Helping Hand from midnight on the 21st of March, so that's a couple of days ago, uh, and running for at least four weeks, all trades that are required to unlock an engineer are absolutely free to all commanders on the PC. Uh, just place the order with them as normal, and you won't have to play a single Imperial slave for your goods. Uh, we're all so, this together. Yeah? Sorry, Ben. I was going to ask a quick question. So, is there limitations to that offer? Because you can, if you have to mine 500 tons and then X tons of pain light, does that include that? Um, no, you've still got to mine the 500 tons, otherwise it doesn't account. You yeah, can't just turn up there with 500 tons. And I've got a feeling, don't they, uh, I don't know if they hold on to commodities like pain light anyway, I think it's mostly rare goods and stuff like that, but I've not seen anything in the, in the small print saying that. Um, the only small print that I've seen is they would love for it to be on console too, but unfortunately they don't have the infrastructure over on Xbox or PlayStation to support it, whereas on the PC they've got a lot more commanders available to to, to load them up should they run low on, low on Lavian Brandy or whatever they need to require. It's an excellent initiative. It, it really is. It's, it'll really help people out. And So, yeah. yeah. If you've, if you've not done it, it's a good, good time to do it. Okay. Um, well... Moving on from there, we have had a message from Spider-Man Games, um, those guys who do the EDRPG and the battle cards. Uh, and they, they say, so, you staying at home? Why not self-isolate in the city of Saltdad, fighting the tyranny of the Iron King or on the independent Acellus Primus system fighting crime as police detectives? You can now do both with this little at-home gift bundle from Spider-Man Games. Um, we will supply you with links to download a free PDF sample of Valley of Bones, uh, book one in the Legend Legendary Kingdom series. And this is a choose-your-own-adventure game book that you play by yourself. All you need is a pencil and some D6 dice. Uh, also, if you're at home with the family, you can take th them through the Elite Dangerous role-playing game standalone adventure, The Worst Intentions. It comes with four pre-made characters and simple-to-follow Games Master instructions. It's a fast-paced adventure that will have you uh, out amongst the stars in the Elite Dangerous galaxy, but with elite feet. So stay safe and enjoy these little adventures while it's at home. Thanks, John and Oliver. So uh, we'll have those two links in the uh, in the uh, in the show notes. So uh, yes, we have also uh, Kai over at Loose Screws has spun off his Elite Week segment from their main podcast into his own unique YouTube feed. Uh, is it a YouTube? 
it's a YouTube feed, and he's also got a uh, in the podcast feed as well. Right. So Elite Week is a segment where they highlight pretty much everything that's happened in the expanded Elite Dangerous Galaxy. Well done, well done to Commander Kai. Uh, I, I do again. I do have to apologise. I didn't mean to call them. Uh, was it Banjo Hillbilly Radio? It's supposed to be Banjo Hillbilly Redneck Radio. I do apologise for any confusion. Don't forget so. Mexican. <laughs> yes, yes. I am not. I am not going to argue with a Mexican killer. So I'll never let you into America. <laughs> Is a Mexican killer a um, killer who's a Mexican or somebody who kills Mexicans? You'll you'll find out you'll find out in a couple of weeks when they interview me because after after some of the things I've said in there, um, I know they're not letting me back into America. <laughs> Considering how much trouble Richard Hammond got in from Mexico years ago with his comment about his car, I I would seriously try and hire protection, Colin, because you are going to get. You, you're going to be in the next series of Narcos on <laughs> We do know that Kaizen might be available for these kind of services. Stay at the Trump Resort. I will say this in my defense is that um, uh, my brother has been out in Louisiana for, for three years. He's now moved to Virginia. And um, pretty much it was. Um, yeah, it it made it made the Dukes of Hazard County look advanced, pretty much. Oh, I'm waiting for my my wife and my sister. Oh, here she is now. <laughs> so moving on from there, before I get myself excommunicated or well or banned, Ex- executed, <laughs> executed more like yes. Um, Drew, Wigar, Hold on, I, uh, uh, before we move on, I I've uh, got a question from Commander Slam Dunk. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've managed. There it is. There. So, uh, Slam Dunk is asking Will Frontier Development be doing any streams now that they're all working from home? You know, for example, will we be getting any streams live from Will's bedroom <laughs> or Stephen's mansion? <laughs> uh, I'm unaware of. <laughs> I'm unaware of any. Um any streams that they're going to run from home. I think uh, the last thing I heard they, what they were doing was they, they were going to, they, they've gone and done some pre-recorded stuff, but whether or not we'll, we'll right, see In case of apocalypse, play stream or something. I would have got. <laughs> I'm now picturing like little, uh, like that scene from Aeroplane, except they're blowing up little inflatable David Braven. Inflatable <laughs> Stevens, yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, one thing I have heard that the Frontier devs may or may not be doing with various streamers and things like that is apparently if you're streaming during normal working hours and so on, which we never do, um, then they might well pop in, say hi, and you know maybe even drop in on your chat and things like that. So I've heard they're going to they're make an effort to try and drop in on streamers. Oh, that'd be nice. 
I mean, I'm, I've been dropping in on, on streamers every now and again. I've, I've dropped in on Commander Starion today. Mm. Uh, and uh, a few... Oh, good but old Where's my Neon coffee? Dan. Pardon? I'm waiting for my coffee from Starion. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's nice to see... Uh, you know, because I'm I'm still able to do my work, but I'm able to just pop by, say hello to someone, then carry on with what I'm doing, which is quite nice. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, Commander Kazian, I'm not going to answer that. You'll just have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> if you want to um, get a, a sneak peek on probably what it's like trying to set up a home streaming when you're working home, Jonathan Pye is an excellent video. <laughs> oh, yes, i Yeah, you, you can't repeat it, obviously, because it's not safe for, not safe for uh, radio. But, um, yes, it, I Shan, can we imagine. are allowed to fucking swear. Oh, yeah, but I don't swear. That's true, he doesn't. Shan doesn't, no, I know, but we are. Um, <laughs> You're missing out, Shan, yeah. it's super good fun. Uh, no, because he, I, I, I hold my f bombs in reserve, so when they drop, they have an impact. It's both big and clever. What? Not swearing? No swearing. Liberal, liberally applied f bombs. No, you see, I was taught that if you swore at someone, you've lost the argument. So. Oh well, then that means that most of Glasgow always loses the. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't swear at people; you swear at things. Shan, you're just being a, an F-bomb Nazi. <laughs> right, well, <laughs> before we all get on to a, before we get into a big argument about netiquette and, and when to drop an F-bomb and when not, to, and when should you, um, I'd just like to say that Drew Wager has written and uh, done an audiobook of an, another unofficial elite story, this time in honour of Commander um, Yellow Wiggler's daughter, Evelyn uh, Fay Roy, who unfortunately lost her battle with cancer earlier in the year. So, um, for those of you, we will supply the link <coughs> in the uh, in the show notes, so you can see the the uh, 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 the book. Uh, right now, shall we move on to something a little bit more light-hearted? Yes. Yes. Um, now, a couple of weeks ago, we asked you um, if you could write one story for Galnet, what would the headline be? And of course, we did say the caveat that um, we'll deliberately ignore all the salty ones. And you responded. You certainly responded. So um, I think it's it's only fair that um, everybody takes one. Uh, and I will start with uh, uh, Commander TJ from Twitter, who says, not my fault. Someone take the next one. Uh, Patrick Maas from Twitter said, um, Galnet Strike. It's in its third week now. Uh, third month, even. Galnet Strike is in its, its third month. We haven't had a story since early um, early January. The um, the journalists of uh, of Galnet organization have uh, have been on strike for 12 weeks now and um, and it is no clearer when they will be returning to work um, the negotiations between the journalist union and the um, and Galnet themselves have not so far borne fruit um, so it is uh, it, so far it is completely unclear as to as to when uh, we will be getting more news 
the evil snowball on Twitter has told us that ancient Earth snack recipe found Jaffa cakes making a return. Oh God, no! Ooh, does that mean why are not... you anti Jaffa cake? Finally, um, extremely pro Jaffa cake. I am not going to go into it here. Can we finally get cheese in the universe? Cheese, cheese, <laughs> cheese. <laughs> Only from Doncom. Kevin Hewitt on Facebook, probably a small report on expansion fights that occur when trying to take over a system, or a travel guide trying to get people to visit systems that are out of the way and boring and no one goes there. So Frank87 on Twitter is saying that apparently President Hudson's managed to cl- contract has managed to contract the solar virus and apparently TJ has been held responsible. Neil Hatcher on Facebook says uh, Commander's psychological conditions are linked to the uh, excessive use of the full-spectrum scanner. It's unclear in what capacity they have been using it. <laughs> I've kind of lost where we've got to, you know. Uh, Oh, right. Stephen Usher from Facebook. Thargoids. No, that's H. That's H. <laughs> oh, Sam. <laughs> Where are we? We're a G. Excellent. Oh, crack on. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, I'm doing three, four things at once here. Give me, give me a break. Right. Oh, Ian Norman, Facebook. Oh, I'd write short stories, one tracking a distinctive Thargoid ship nicknamed the Red Baron. Does that also mean that we'll have to have some beagle flying about on a doghouse? No, that's that's a that's a reference to Space Above and Beyond with um, Chiggy Van Richthofen. Oh, I see. The beagle is already a ship in Elite. It was Aramis's ship, and uh, Beagle Point is named after it. Yes, because well, the, 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 the tradition was uh, was that when people discovered something on the map uh, yes. it wasn't named after the person because that would just inflate egos it was named after their ship that's cool that's very cool uh, for those of you who are fans uh of armada there is a, of an obvious reference there we could make to iron beagle but i think we'll miss that one out so who wants to take the next one that i got wrong uh, i'll t- i'll take steven's one then we- uh mr Stephen Usher who loves setting the world on the map fire, has been found that apparently Thargoids are found to be terrible at fighting wars. Uh, so the, me, I, you know, I wonder if you think that's meaning they're, they're just good at individual one-on-one fights, but you go off and the strategy's a bit shit. They certainly don't or, seem to be very good at fighting wars. They seem to be quite yeah. good at blowing shit up, uh, but they don't seem to be very good at... Um, they don't really follow through, do they? No, they don't seem to... They don't seem to set objectives and then achieve them and then build upon them. I could so be in government, couldn't they? Paul Sweet. burn there. Yeah, Paul, for the fun of Thargoid, says how you cook them. <laughs> um, Paul Sweet <laughs> on Facebook. Pirates are found to be really bad judges of their own abilities. As feared pirate lord and his sidewinder demands all the cargo from our commander piloting an anaconda. And then it's surprised when the commander destroys their sidewinder. It's true. true. It happens. So true. How many times have you had a, a harmless command, a harmless sidewinder come up to you saying, I'm going to bowl you up? Many. I also enjoy it when uh, halfway through battle, they, they, when you're roasting them, they take time out to type, no, <laughs> into system chat. I'm like, 
just imagining these these NPC pilots typing N O O O O O while the fire alarms going off in the in their cockpit and stuff. Yeah, next to the eject button. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is fine. They don't regret their voice attack purchase. <laughs> to be fair, though, have you not read some system chat things where you'll just see in system like system chat from human commanders where it's all. Two 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 one two 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 A A A W W W W W W W two. wonder why the their landing gear hasn't gone down and they crashed it. Sometimes you can just get locked into that chat window and you cannot escape for life. Yeah, that that is a bit of a bug sometimes, isn't it? Just be antisocial and don't talk to anyone. Okay, Dr. Kai and Twitter. Uh, mysterious 26,000-year-old radio wave burst detected from Earth by the Event Horizon Science Relay. Scientists are baffled. No, there we are. I'm not on mute. Um, so, Grant, are you taking that one? Sorry. Um, no, uh, John from Twitter is saying that Ratzler has been found uh, just 100,000 light seconds further out from Hotem Orbital. And I've actually got a slight update to that from Commander Simuth, who's saying, no, it isn't. I've been there. <laughs> so did Simuth oh. do the loop of shame then and just go past <laughs> and come back? Both, I believe both Simuth and our lovely Monsieur Cow have pointed themselves in that direction and then walked away for a bit too long. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I practically made it to the next system. Um <laughs> Where are we then? Oh, oh wouldn't you love it if Rexler was basically just uh, <laughs> like seconds away from the <laughs> other side of <laughs> Eden? Bubble. Um, yeah, just on the exact opposite side from us, from Hutton Orbital. <laughs> Bad Micah on Twitter says Dredger reappears from 1984. Aged crew say we promise to return. <laughs> Okay. Um, Sentinel Prime on Twitter. Uh, Thargoids, friend or foe? I've read the wrong one. Mysterious, seemingly uncrewed ships <laughs> observed, scanning and interfering with outposts. Interfering? Okay. In which head nebula following Thargoid attacks? Oh. I just found a new one. Lay radio, useless at reading lists. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a news story, though, is it? That's just a, <laughs> no. a known That's fact. just an observation. Yeah. It's stating the bleeding obvious. Yeah. Now, haven't we done this one already? Morgan Pearson with fr- Facebook from Facebook saying, Thalboy's friend or foe? Uh, yes, Grant did that accidentally. Oh, okay. Oh, why did I get this one? Oh, this is difficult. <laughs> Right, for all those who are <laughs> playing the, the drinking game, prepare yourself. <clears throat> Former Dine Rift, a real place or a mistranslation of Mind the Gap from Guardian language? This week, <laughs> this week our panel of cunning linguists and philosophers discuss. And who did that? That would be Anthony Hunt on Facebook. Liam Green from Facebook says, Is your waste purifier giving you Thargoid cancer? Uh, Colin's the next one, again. <laughs> <laughs> Seawolf XUK 
on Twitter, Commander unites the galaxy's news outlets and other sources to create a new Galnet, one so involving as it contains true stories taken from other commanders. Uh, Inverse Galaxy 83 from Twitter says, Antique yet seemingly intact Cobra Mark II found just a few light seconds from Lave Station. There never was a Cobra Mark II. Or was there? No, or was, was there? Uh, <laughs> David Gillum on Facebook, Humanity flees as the Thargoids burn the bubble. Well, that is a favourite, isn't it? Everybody wants the Thargoids to burn the bubble. They do. Wishful thinking. It was like <laughs> you're out of COVID-19. DG here was much suggesting that he'd be on their side to help them. Uh, right, Simon Knowles. Well, I don't know who that is. It's obviously something. Who's kind of, doing this one then? Simon kind of, Knowles Winnard from Facebook. <laughs> Pleasures. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Pleasure slaves found in Donkum Sausage Factory. Authorities authorities say survivors look drained. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Shouty. Or Lord Shouty, yeah. I say. I think Dockers have invaded us. <laughs> uh. Again, from yeah. Anthony Hunt in Facebook, it has become apparent that the Thargo defensive was entirely to get social media coverage. And now that Galnet is offline, they've quit. <laughs> That's very, very true. Shall I, shall I do Kai's yeah. one then? No one's taking that yeah. one. It's too long. It's too much. Too long. Too, too long. Too Didn't long. read it out. You've yeah. got to do it in an American accent if you do it. Oh, Christ. <laughs> um. <laughs> Your best Trump impression. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I, really, I can't do an American accent at all. How you do it in your Trump accent? I don't. I don't. I don't have a good. I don't have any good accent. To be honest, my Scottish accent's pretty ropey at best. <clears throat> <laughs> but Kaizen email unease about the Thargoids, bigliest current random actions and tension mounting in China. <laughs> the population. <laughs> they think. Tharg is amassing forces bad, bad, badly, badlier uh, for a major, major, bigly offensive and demanding that the core dynamics lake on Gucciamama Kofifi get their asses in gear and put into production the prototype capital ship. I mean, we're all going to have capital ships. We're all going to, they're going to be the best capital ships for everybody. (coughs) They have been working on so that as in the days of old, when Galcop, I remember Galcop, a uh, great guy, great guy Galcop, called upon his private citizens <laughs> to defend against the alien threat. Alien, I mean, if you're America, this alien threat, that's just Republican, that's just damn fear-mongering, it's not true, it's fake news. And uh, alien threat, we may be fully equipped to aid in all manner of, I've forgotten what we were doing here, all manner of combat. <laughs> And civil engineering activities as well as being prepared to explore deeper in our need to secure a location of the threat and deal with it. Followed by a week of two responses from them, then some leaks of production ramp-ups, all coordinated to hype the rollout of personal fleet carriers. Hmm. Wow. I think I think a round of applause for the best Very Donald good. Trump impersonation mm, very good indeed. That, that we've got in late radio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the high accolades, the best we've got. Yeah, it's more, it's more convincing. 
Oh, okay. Uh, Dan Grubb from Facebook. Troops sent to front line against Thargoid threat complain. Forming any line in three-dimensional stra- in space is meaningless. <laughs> Commander Burr from Twitter says, Colossal Thargoid hive ship orbiting Earth. Cradle of humanity reduced to smouldering ashes. Again, they want the, they want the Thargoids to wipe us out. We're doing a very good job of doing it ourselves. So, uh, Commander Burr is also adding, I'm also quite fond of alien Fabergé eggs being hatched. Uh, the babies ate my face, claimed a faceless Veronica, mum of three. The lounge wizard on Twitter. Uh, there's a barnacle in my soup. Testing reveals organic alien contaminants found in fast food franchise, Bravenberger. <laughs> and that was actually Commander Spatula 007 from Twitter. The lounge wizard wrote something completely different. He said... Once again, Isle- live radio can't read lists. <laughs> Isle- she was Isling Duval found to be an auto... Automaton. <laughs> What's that? Automaton. Automaton? Automaton. I need, I need stronger glasses. <laughs> and front, real ruler is an 85-year-old mechanic from Hartlepool in Earth. I love I the idea of Dave Lister being uh, being in charge of Ash- Ashland Duval. Hey, we're almost there. We're almost there. Commander Tocoso. 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 Commander Tocoso. On Twitter. Tom Cook. Huge, huge ships spotted. Not polka dots, but gigantic ships seen at space docks around the galaxy. Huge sticks. I like the idea of uh, huge polka dot ships uh, spotted around the galaxy. I enjoy that. Oh, I've only just got that. Yes. Oh, oh dear. Rosheem. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. That's a serious dad joke. Commander the English Guy Ash on Twitter says, the Thargoids have finally made contact. They say their dad can beat up your dad. Uh, and finally... And finally, Ollie Clark, Facebook. Thargoid Swarms coming to take your jobs and houses. <laughs> That's almost another Trumpism one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think we should do an entire show where each of us picks a world leader to emulate. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. I'll be King Jong- uh, Kim Jong-un. Oh, say nothing, you want to be Jong Un. Yeah, I'll just point Why? at things. It'll amuse me. <laughs> just point at things. Does that mean you're going to get the haircut? Oh, yeah, definitely. How do we know he uh, hasn't? I'm a method actor. I've been wearing pyjamas and a bowl haircut for months now. (laughs) How do we know he hasn't got a bowl haircut? Exactly. (laughs) How do we know know you're not King Jong-un? Well, actually, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this happens in the evening. I could spend my days doing anything. There's actually uh, a comment from... Crag2804 on Twitch is saying that uh, last week he, f- he fell asleep with last week's podcast on and woke up when we were talking about Panther Clippers in the game and mm-hmm. he just wondered how long he'd been asleep for. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Years. Decades. Years, years, yeah. Looks can like I, um, Optimus Prime there. Can I just share something a bit... Um, 
uh, I, I'm playing Star Citizen as we speak, and for those of you who are used to, who have played the game, um, there's currently in the game if you, you have to really pay attention when you summon your spaceship at a spaceport because you, you go up to console and you, you say retrieve my ship, and then it will say um, okay please go to the following following landing pad, and then it will then a number will flash up on the on the on the console, and then you've got to go off and find your landing pad. Um, if you don't pay attention at that moment. You have absolutely no idea what it is, and there's no way of finding out that I can tell. Anyway, I'm not. I haven't been playing for very long. Um, anyway, as we were running through all those uh, all those questions from Twitter, uh, obviously that happened just as the number flashed up, and I, I didn't pay attention to it and scampered off to the to the um, the elevators. I've just spent 15 minutes visiting <laughs> every single landing pad at Lawville, of which there are 10, trying to find my spaceship. And it was on pad nine. <laughs> I've just been working my way through one to nine. I've seen so many different players' spaceships. I saw a Karak. I saw a, a Cutlass Red. I've basically just done a 15-minute tour around a load of different exciting spaceships. <laughs> I was trying to find mine. At least you didn't get locked in the, in the envelope, in the, envelope, in the um, elevator this time. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we ought to, uh, yeah. yeah. Less said about that, the better. <laughs> Well, um, should we have an advert break while we blindly panic about what we're going to do for the next week? while, Colin? Yes, I think that would be a most excellent idea. <laughs> As if we're granted to a panic to try and get an advert. Natural remedies have always been some of the galaxy's finest. So when we discovered a wholly natural way of slimming down and reducing your appetite, we had to share it with everyone. Harnessing the amazing powers of our native parasitic life, we've solved an age-old problem. Vega Slimweed has been used by settlers of the region for decades with undeniable results and significant health benefits. If you think that Vega Slimweed could be the solution you're looking for, speak to your doctor today. Travelling with Vega Slimweed ingested may constitute smuggling. Please check before your journey and declare yourself at customs for an internal search. Failure to digest does not constitute grounds for reimbursement. Side effects may include but are not limited to increased blood pressure and heart rate, insomnia, nervousness, blurred vision, restlessness or headache. Some forms of parasite may cause stomach side effects like constipation, dry mouth, nausea, or vomiting. A small sample of patients exhibit full body paralysis, catatonic state, and internal hemorrhaging. Parasite must be purged before pupation, else death will occur. On the far side of the bubble, on the dark side of an airless moon, on the slightly more interesting side of a ravine, there lived... The Engineer. The Engineer can make your lasers more powerful. Your engines speedier. And your gas tank really, really big. What do you want? I want fish. Wait, what? That's right, fish! Carp, char, chub, jack, loach, crabby, muckabee, prickleback, sole, snook, snake, tang, wahoo, wabagum, banjo, banga, snook, sole, shad, scat, come on by with the long nose cat, noodlefish, nibblefish, northern squaw, hooma, hooma, nuka, nuka, wapa, wapa. What about Swedish fish? Why the hell not? Thanks, mister! You're in the wrong commercial! Well, shit! Fish, because, you know, Space. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I 
you saying, Ben, that you didn't really want to come back? <laughs> I want fish. <laughs> we all want fish with chips. Not if you're watching Aeroplane, in which case you'd rather have steak. You can't have fish with chips because all the takeaway of chip shops are shut. Are they? Incorrect. Actually, most takeaways are still open. Yeah. Well, our chip shops shut. Okay. Sucks uh, to be you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, think... this, this is how I reckon it's going to save us a fortune in takeaways and eating out. I mean, I'd say about 50% of my yeah. meals this week have been takeaway. Oh, I'm so <laughs> jealous. The sous yeah, just cooks healthy food for me, and all I really want is to get to 7pm and both be like, oh, yeah, let's just have... I'd, I'd love healthy food. That would involve the shops having food. Mate, wife, <laughs> wife swap. Let's do it. <laughs> Can I just point out one thing, and right? Kirk's wife Rose... is right hand, isn't it? True <laughs> <laughs> that. I mean, the suvet's inflatable, so. <laughs> Guess who's sleeping on the sofa tonight? <laughs> My right hand. What are you saying? <laughs> Someone's just volunteered for self-isolation. <laughs> Oh, honestly, though, the one thing I will say is I cannot believe the amount of flour that has completely and utterly disappeared. Oh, stop showing off your dominoes, plumbing, making me feel hungry. Um, the amount of flour that's disappeared from the shelves. Half the people around here don't know how to bake bread, but they've all just stuck at taking all the flour anyway. <laughs> what are they doing with it? I don't know. Just hiding it. I can make pancakes. Pancakes are delicious. Yeah, but if you get pancakes, you need milk and eggs, both of which are... I have milk and eggs. <laughs> Cal says, it's got street value like cocaine, great for snorting. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Glasgow, isn't he? He is, yes. Unrelated, See? obviously. Yeah, yeah, watch it. <laughs> um, for those of you who do not know how to make a loaf of bread, there are a number of very easy... Uh, recipes and more complicated recipes, but the critical stage is there's a point at which you'll be aware of whether it's going right for you or wrong, and it's the dough stage. If it feels like a kind of, you know, a sticky plasticine, but not too wet, and too wet means that it's not wet, um, then you are in good, hey? and it's springy and spongy like a plasticine, you know, you kind of indent it and it kind of springs back. That's a good dough. That's the, that's the critical stage. Once you've got a dough, then you can make the likes of a nice focaccia um, with just flour, salt, a little bit of sugar, uh, and water, no eggs. It's it's a very easy recipe. And if you want to make a nice sandwich loaf, then it's a little bit more complicated and does require. And now we know who's on Bake Off next season. Not me, no. <laughs> but Grant, can you poach an egg? Yes, I can poach an egg. I just it, that was one video where it went <laughs> horribly it wrong, egg? and it wasn't the worst video because the one that was the worst video was the one where. where um, after after cooking it nice and quickly, uh, I kind of went to serve it and it landed like a bird shit on the toast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't broadcast that one. But yeah, I mean, I can poach eggs, no problems at all. Um, but bread was something I wanted to crack about three years, four years ago. And I ended up doing a course. And the week before I went on the course, which is a day course, 
uh, I cracked it and it was all about the dough. It's just getting the dough right. Once you've got the dough right, you can do whatever the hell you want with the rest of it. It's all just going to make it either not quite as fluffy, but if you get the dough wrong, that's when you end up with a stodgy, springy brick of unpleasantness. Um, and <laughs> it's it's not knowing what a good dough looks like that is the problem and how you can fix it. Um but once you've got your nice dough, then you can add, you know, you can put it in the oven and then you can throw in a wee glass of water into the oven to create steam. And then that steam will give you a nice crispy crust. Uh, if you want to do a nice <laughs> booming loaf, a nice big bloomer, uh, then that's a good way. Rolls, I'm not very good at. I haven't quite cracked the um, crispy roll. What about, uh, what about bread cakes? Bread cakes don't exist. That's bullshit. <laughs> it's either a cake or it's bread. You cannot combine the two. Otherwise, it's just a horrible disappointment. Well, I will say, probably knowing everybody on this crew, we don't give Gordon Ramsay a run for his money, do we? We do not. <laughs> what are you saying? Know. I'm a good cook. I, I don't know about that. Because, I mean, I know Sean... I've made beans on toast like nobody. <laughs> Commander Palantir is an amazing... Him and his wife are amazing cooks, and the stuff that they make is really mm. inspiring when you see it. But, you know, I've perfected a number of techniques for food... Um, and I do have witnesses to prove this as well. None of them could be here tonight, sadly, so I'll just speak on their behalf. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I've perfected, we, my brother and I, we've perfected a number of techniques. One was making a nice barbecue spare rib. Um, hot wings, I've got down to a nice real, oh man, hiccup, burn your arse the next day. Hot wings, but full flavour, so that's great. Um, well, else? Steak. I've cracked steak um, to make a steak that you just, yeah, you know that one. They take a bite and you go, mm-hmm. "Holy crap!" I can do that consistently. And the secret to that one is sous vide. Right. Oh yeah. Just as long as you you just don't eat it and go, "Oh god, holy crap!" It's you turned it into holy crap. It, it was <laughs> well. I had we had we had, we had a little sort of uh, Glasgow pizza meat, and before Christmas, because uh, Moof was really not well. And couldn't go out. Um, I decided that we would do a, a wee meal at the house, and uh, Galactic Midden was coming up from uh, for Glasgow for a couple of days for Christmas, and so we invited him, uh, Mia, uh, Rob Belsham, who are the, the guys that normally come out to our uh, pizza meets in Glasgow, and I just invited them over, and I got my big steaks in from Donald Russell, the butchers. Um, they're about seven fifty gram with the bone in, ribeye. Mm, I love a ribeye. And um, they were, yes. Yeah, what about a Ben? <laughs> they were good, uh, and you know that was it was nice because uh, it's just some of the things like, for example, if you are stuck and you're you're you've got very few ingredients, then there are some really good soup. Sainsbury's is great for their soup recipes. Their pea and ham is spectacularly good, but organic peas and it will not keep overnight. So that's a one-day one, day one. Uh, and their yeah. mushroom soup is very good as well. Simple, um, hopefully easy to get recipes because those well certainly they're easy to get up in Scotland because they involve vegetables. And as yet, <laughs> no one's panic buying vegetables in Scotland. I was just just like thinking, no one's panic buying vegan food down here. <laughs> yeah. I was actually just thinking. I wonder how long it will be before people bring out COVID cookbooks <laughs> because. Like, <laughs> Well, maybe, but say in World War Two, they had like how to make carrot cake or how to make bread without using eggs or whatever it was. Yeah, mud. So, 
you know, so the COVID cookbook could have like 110 meals with toilet roll in them or something. From you your know. household yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. I went in my corner shop a week ago and the only thing they had left in the freezer was pineapple pizza. <laughs> that made me laugh so much. Hmm. Oh, no, I've actually, I've got a nice, I, I think it's nice anyway, um, winter veg soup with barley and things like that in it. Uh, which I think this, the secret to that is just basically leave it on a, on a low temperature for forever, and then it just tastes lovely. Just don't let it boil over. Oh, this is making me hungry now, you lot. We did actually have head. a non-food topic to talk about, but we need Steve. We need to get Stephen on if we're going to talk food. Welcome <laughs> to Live Cook. <laughs> Stephen's been banned from talking about food over on on his lunchtime streams. Why is that? Because he talks about food all the time. Because they talk. Because it's basically, it's just before they all go off to have their dinner, so they're all hungry. They all want about food, and then everyone's like, "You know what? You should be talking about the game, not food." <laughs> nice. Uh, I um, uh, I cook. I, I just like to say this moment just to apologise to everybody who's hoping to come in for some elite chat. We're, sorry, we're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even hungry. I'm quite full. I, I had. I had some, a nice, um, oh, lamb, not lamb, sorry. Um, <laughs> and if people don't even know what meat they're having, yeah. No, it was... <laughs> I had uh, some nice animal. Yeah, I, I had some nice animal in a cheese sauce with some mashed potatoes, uh, some fresh peas, it was lovely. So you were going to say something interesting, weren't you? Yeah, on the topic of steak. Uh, best thing I ever cooked was um, a bone-in uh, Cote de Boeuf, sort of, you know, the the whole the whole thing. That which is please, a, please, you should know by now not to mention anything with bone in it in front of Ben. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> yes, he won't be able to cope. Uh, I'm sorry, Ben. Um, and um, this thing maybe crash already. This thing was enormous. It wouldn't fit in my griddle pan, so I. Um, <laughs> you got an enormous bone, have you? Fucking <laughs> hell. So I sealed it, chucked it in the oven for 11 minutes, and then I made a bowl of Bernays sauce, a whole bowl of Bernays. Um, and then my friend, uh, my friend came over, and she and I um, watched. I can't remember what it was. I think it might have been Blade Runner. Um, and just ate. And, I, I, and when this thing came out in the oven, I just cut it into into big, like inch sided squares of basically rare, perfect beef. And then we just That's dumped like these things in uh, this bowl of Bernays sauce <clears throat> I made from scratch with fresh tarragon. It was just just sublime, wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Yep, that sounds lovely. I want yeah. Sue take out now. Yeah. <laughs> you want to take Sue out? Take sure. me out. <laughs> Wasn't there a dating show called Take Me Out? There was. They've cancelled it now. It was Paddy McGuinness. Anyway, Colin, should yes. we talk about uh, this little thing called Pablo? You actually the little to, thing called power play. You actually want to talk about this. Okay. Um, well, it's either power play or food, so we could always ask the audience. <laughs> Everyone's going to say food. Power food. <laughs> power well, play we were curious. We, do? we were curious about a few things to do with your power play experience. Because basically most of the crew have not done power play at all. I've done a little bit of it. Um, mm-hmm. and, We've done um, enough for our princess and our prismatic shields and then bugger off again. Uh, I've never done that actually. I've, I, um, oh, okay. I, d- I did it because, um, as part of research for the SAG article we did on Powerplay, I got to know some of the 
power play folks and um, it was more just to hang out with them and see what their experiences were like in game so i so i very much got an experience of the social aspect of it but what colin's doing is what is what i have never done and, and what i don't think what i think most people don't do which is just <clears throat> just do it on their own don't seek out as the devs intended yeah um well for first of all i'm not doing it on my own okay that, that is the 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 thing that you take away from power play, if you do it on your own, you end up being very bored very quickly and you don't want to do it anymore because it needs that social interaction. Uh, you know, the same way the truckers work, same way um, a lot of the, uh, the anti-Xeno initiative works. You need that kind of um, community behind you in order to make a difference because if you do not have that kind of coordination, nothing gets done and everything just flails about everywhere. You, so, you're, it's, there's also a risk that you become unhelpful if you're on your own as well. Well, um, yeah, that is one of the uh, the main problems with power play is uh, when you see what I'm going to describe as fifth columning happening, you don't know whether or not it's people genuinely trying to uh, destroy your organisation or whether or not it's just people who don't know how to play power, to play power play properly. Uh, so, I mean, I give them the benefit of the doubt, but there's there's just too many systems that we that you should not be going after for it not to be fifth columning. If you see what I mean, and the game doesn't give you much feedback as to which, unless you're very familiar with the numbers. Am I right in thinking that the game doesn't give you a lot of feedback as to what will actually be? What would actually be helpful to the power overall? The the only the only thing you can really uh, look at in order to work out whether or not a particular system is going to be helpful to the power is whether, whether or not its command capital is in a positive um, in, in a positive gives you a positive value um, there are some systems where you look at um, what I think what we're talking about here is, is this, this stage called preparation where um, you are trying to decide which systems you're going to expand into and when you look at the systems on the list, um, each of those systems has a, a, um, a command capital which you could gain if that system became yours. And if that is in a positive number, yes, you want that system. If it's in a minus number, then it's going to bleed you dry. And as I said earlier, there's far too many systems that are in minus numbers for people to be of any uh, you know, people have been choosing those minus number systems on purpose and shipping the leaflets to the wrong one. And that's what uh, that's what people call fifth column and sabotage, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's basically um, it's all to do with really the preparation stage, um, because obviously, if you get more people um, going to the wrong system before you know it, you've expanded into a system which is minus 75 command capital uh, and that command capital comes away from um, uh, your your main total and it, it will bleed your your faction dry if, if you get too many of them and there have been occasions especially in some of the smaller power play, uh, smaller powers where if someone decides alright let's just they, they can just basically bleed the, uh, the the power to absolutely nothing too quickly it's a, it is the one big flaw I, I mean everybody it, it's been noted since the since the 
the mode started. It's the one big flaw. But on a more positive note, um, if you ignore that particular bit, if you get involved with the community which um, runs your power, then normally you you have this sense of uh, of camaraderie. I can't can't pronounce the word there, but you know your sense of belonging, and you are all working together for a common goal. Very much like the way that some guys do uh, with the background simulation. And when you actually get a group of people who do that, the gameplay mode works. Okay. That's a, yeah. Yeah. Is it, um, are, you, are you finding that the social aspect is really good fun then? Uh, yes. Uh, it is pretty, it, it is pretty much, um, you know, you, you see, uh, you, you know, you see the good old square dots when you're, you're flying around the HQs and you normally they're thinking, yeah, they're, they're on my side because you know that you can, you can see that they're part of your power when you scan, scan the ship. So to talk with, with uh, command, I must admit, um, since starting power play, I've actually used that chat window more than I have in the, the what, four or five years I've been playing this game. Wow. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. It is. We'll start chatting. Start chatting, and uh, most of the communication that you have to organise your power happens over the discords, because um, each power has um, at least one discord which is dedicated to them. And uh, which which discord are you on? Which community are you with? <laughs> um, I am with the Emperor. Yeah. Okay. Jolly ba- good. Ald and um, basket. <laughs> is there a um is there a particular uh is there a particular group that you've been flying with or are you just on a general ALD? Oh um, there there is the um ALD specific server. I mean there's also ninth I think it's ninth legion who do it as well. Yeah. Uh, but um the guys over at the actual ALD server um they do an awful lot of analysis on what's needed for the next cycle so that effectively all you need to worry about is when it's as as a as a grunt if you like is that they will supply the list of systems that need to be fortified so you know where you're going which systems you're not to fortify that hope that they will drop off the that they will revolt and leave uh, and then which systems they really really want us to try and prepare for the next turn and of course there's always always at least one system which you're supposed to um, try and undermine yourself. So if you yeah. want a bit of pew-pew, um, we try and make a concerted effort to go after one system in an opposing power. We don't just head off and, and do our own thing. A co- coordinated effort is always a lot more effective. And what, what, aspect, of, what, what, what aspect of power play, have you, which gameplay aspect have you been enjoying the most? Believe it or not, it's it's not the actual deliveries. It's the fact that I'm a, that well, I've made sure that I'm deciding that I'm playing in open only, uh, and that if I am jumped on by anybody, I don't I don't log and I don't menu log to other other modes. So the idea that um, I I can be jumped at any time puts a little bit more of an edge uh, on my gameplay, and especially when you see. A uh, an opposing power player, then basically the adrenaline really starts kicking in, and, mm. and thankfully the ships that I've got. So the two ships that I've run on this are are 
engineered to a point where um, I can outrun most things, but it still gives you a horrible shock when um, you're interdicted by another player, and you know you've got to you've got to try and evade because you know that this that the ship you've got wouldn't stand anything in a fight, so you've got to run, and it is it is still quite fun. Yeah, that does sound I am good. I am scared of Mambas. Mambas, I think, the only ship that can catch mine because they're fast and yeah as long as i'm not interdicted by a member i'm fine i think but i've got a member (laughs) there's a surprise what ships are you in uh i'm on uh, an engineered asp and an engineered cobra mark three so if if there is a engineered All of a sudden, Shan turns up with his, his legions around uh, <laughs> the ALD systems. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm, I've, I've been um, really enjoying it. And uh, I've probably used up all the content that I was going to use in the latest Top Shift. <laughs> it sounds, sounds good. It, it sounds fun to um, something that I've noticed. I. Um, I've sort of found a bit of purpose now because um, I've decided that I'm going to save up some credits for a fleet carrier, which means that I, my gameplay is directed slightly more because, you know, I've got a bit of a goal to work towards. Um, but for several months, I didn't have a goal. I, you know, I had about 12 ships that were all specialized and, and I didn't really have any pressing reason to to log in and do things. And um, one nice thing about Powerplay that I've always thought is, um, and it would be the same of any game kind of group PVE, VP activity. Um, and it's the function that a lot of MMOs fulfill in their late game is, is giving you something to do beyond boosting your own character or your, or your own ship or whatever. Um, yeah. And once you've got all the ships and once you've, once you've got elite everything and once you've got all, all the credits, the question of why should I log in becomes a bit more pressing. And um, I always think PowerPlay, if done right, or a system like PowerPlay, it should provide the answer to that question. It should provide the impetus to log in, even when you've 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 achieved everything, you've done all the progress, you've got all the ships. Um, and I, I really like the idea that PowerPlay would give you this ongoing sort of camaraderie and group effort that is above and beyond just making more money for yourself. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, I mean, the the end game has really been replaced by um, the Galactic Background Simulation, which um, I think. This is what PowerPlay was intended to be. It was supposed to be the, you know, the the realm versus realm endgame content, and yeah, it, it's it's just a shame that it is so easily circumvented. Um, they were going one of the proposals that Sandro, the you know the last big uh, thing post that Sandro put in on PowerPlay was that they were thinking of linking the um, the mission system into PowerPlay, which would have added a tremendous amount to it so much it would have been so good but i think the main ish, the main takeaway that that you had for this is that it really needed um the restriction of open only or if people wanted to power play in uh, in in solo or in private then there had to be a different way of generating uh merits rather than what happens in open it it's uh, it is it is a difficult one because you don't want to exclude anybody but the problem is if you do allow people to circumvent things in in 
private and then solo, then it kind of breaks the game mode. Yeah, I think the fundamental design flaw of, of power plays, and and this, it's, it, I feel flippant diagnosing it as such because it's a simple thing to say, but it, it's not obvious what you do to fix it. For me, the the, the biggest, you know, it, it is a problem that there is no collapse mechanic. It is a problem that that you can that you can affect things from solo. Um, but for me, the biggest single structural problem with um, power play is that the the best way to boost your power is to pledge to your enemy and undermine them from within. It is much yeah. more. It is much more. It, the best, the most effective way to make change in power play is sabotage. It is much yes. more. It is much more effective than directly supporting the power you want to support. And that is that is a problem with incentive and a problem with and a problem and a game design flaw that underpins all the other problems for me. And I and I really, it's it's great to hear that it is not ruining the mode and that it, and that you're still having loads of fun. But I I, re- I I just wish that there was a way that Frontier could, by tweaking a few numbers, make it so that sabotage was now less effective than than direct overt action. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that that you do get dispirited about is the fact that you in in the preparation stage, which is where the most of this sabotage happens, you just see the amount of systems with negative command capital uh, that people are going after, and you're there thinking, no, we don't. That that one would kill us. That one would basically bleed us dry if if it went. And you can see the numbers just rack up. And I, you can then understand all the the bot networks, which we were talking about oh, what months ago. If a bot network decides, all right, we're going to undermine this particular or fifth column, this particular um, uh, power, then basically, I don't think there's a way that you can do it to to stop them if they've got if they've got the scripts down as well as uh, people as say they have, then there's nothing you can really do to stop them. Yeah, indeed. And that, and, but leaving those negative parts aside, the the positive that I've had from this is basically the, um, power players have got their little mini communities for each of the powers, and they've been really friendly, they've been really welcoming, uh, they've been very helpful, uh, and uh, they've been fun to fly with. And that has been something... Um, I must admit, as a lone wolf for this for this long of playing this game, it's actually been very uh, welcoming to, um, and eye opening to to experience. So, yeah, excellent. That's, that's really nice to hear. Um, I might uh, I might join you when I've um, when I've made a when I've finished spinning the brick and making my billion. I might come. Yeah, uh, but the only the only thing that I should say is that. Um, if you want to get ahead in power play, it's not one for making money. It drains money from your left, right, and center. I, I spend half my time um, doing power play and the other half the time running missions and trading to make up for the money that I spent doing power play. <laughs> what what costs you the money? Um, basically, in order, you've, you're only allowed every half an hour, so you're only allowed a certain of um, vouchers or uh, commodities to deliver. Uh, so in my level, I'd be limited to 20 every half an hour. But mm. you can then spend 200,000 uh, credits in order to... Um, speed it up. To speed it up, yeah, to get your next 20. And if you've got um, a large ship with a large cargo bay, that runs through your money quite quickly. Ooh, I bet, yeah. 
So yeah, a hundred tons cost you what eight hundred thousand credits just for one delivery. Mm. Yeah, and, and that gets you what a hundred merits. So <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's certainly a good way. It's, it's a good way to eat your money if you if you want your <laughs> if, if you've got too much of it. There you go, Sean. Nah. <laughs> Presumably, though, you can combine it with other doing other missions and things. Oh yes, offset. yes. Some of the, so it's not as though you're you're you know you're running. Yeah, you can, you, yes, you, you're not doing power play all the time. Oh, one thing that I did find useful uh, that I found out I didn't know was that um, really the NPCs, the other power NPCs, will not come after you unless you're on power play business. So if you've got um, power play cargo in your hull or you've got power play bounty vouchers, vouchers, vouchers um, in your, in, on, on your computer, um, if you haven't got those, they will leave you alone. So basically you can fly around all the other powers as long as you've not got power play stuff on you. But as soon as you have power play stuff on you, they'll come after you. That's worth See, this is the sort of thing I'd want to do when we have a space like, like smuggle power yeah. play stuff on your ship, Colin. <laughs> and then- oh, right. So basically what you'd want to do is basically I'm there in, in Hudson's world and you would put a couple of the Emperor's vouchers on me. So next time I fly off, all of a sudden I'm attacked by uh, yeah. people and I don't realise it. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> That is such a sham thing to do. <laughs> That's such a sham thing to do. Uh, have we got a replacement term for troll then? The sham. <laughs> it is not trolling. That is not trolling. Just fun. For the for the troll. Oh, I'm sure you'd laugh as your ship exploded into dust. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll leave my power play experience alone for the moment and just uh, touch on a couple of our shout outs before we round it off tonight. Uh, but before I do, I'll just go around the crew and ask, have they got any other business or anything they, else they'd like to quickly talk about? Not from me. I do, actually. I, I've got something that I've been listening to a lot of over past week, actually which is a podcast from BBC World Service, ironically enough. And I think it's actually the first podcast of theirs I've listened to, which I feel mildly guilty about, but it's called uh, called 13 Minutes to the Moon. And it's a absolutely fabulously designed, put together, treat for, you, for your ears all about, obviously enough, the, the trip to the moon, Apollo 11's trip to the moon. And that final descent, um, <clears throat> but it's also got music by Hank, uh, by Frank Zimmer, I think it is, uh, who does lots of movie music scores and things like that. Is Frank Zimmer related to Hans Zimmer? Oh, that's it, Hans Zimmer. Him, <laughs> somebody Zimmer. <laughs> Frank, oh, Lock his brother Frank, his lesser known brother. <laughs> ben, wasn't Hans Zimmer arrested for molestation or something? I don't know. <laughs> no. Are you going to make me look it up now? <laughs> ben, ben said Hans Zimmer. 
Yes, Hans Zimmer, the famous composer. That's uh, Hans. Hans. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I wasn't aware of the difference. Hans Zimmer. Hans, how you pronounce his name? Yeah. The famous composer who does lots of awesome music and he's done an awesome song for um, compo- composition for the for the uh, for the podcast as well. And it's got lots of lots and lots of interviews. Obviously, it's got the final thirty minutes as audio, and it breaks it all down with interviews with all the people talking in it who are alive still, obviously. And they're just starting out doing the same sort of idea, but all about Apollo thirteen. Um, and they've got they've got three episodes into season two now, which is about Apollo thirteen. Um, and yeah, if you if you love that. If you like that kind of thing and that era of space travel, it's well worth a listen to. Excellent. Uh, I, actually, I'll, I will put that on the list. Um, oh, Silverini, has there been a new release from um, your podcast? Uh, yes, Sagittarius I issue 26 what? released uh, last week on Thursday, I think. Um, and... Uh, both on um, print in inverted commas um, and uh, and on podcast um, and it uh, is it's been really well received actually um, we we had about fifty percent higher uh, readership um, and engagement than we did for issue twenty five um, which is great um, and shows that perhaps there's a little bit more um, shows that perhaps uh, there's a bit more interest and excitement in the elite community f- um, for the game than uh, than than we thought. Um, and uh, we cover um, we cover the up uh, Drew Wager's law tour. Um, we uh, we cover um, a couple of uh, expeditions that commanders have arranged that are um, that are liaising out in the middle of the galaxy. Um, we cover how to survive a community goal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we well, that's uh, old advice, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but you know, there's a. There's a, su- a surprising influx of players. We don't we don't notice it here um, because we our readership our, our listenership are. Um, we don't have community goals anymore. Though. <laughs> well, that, there's that as well. Yeah, but the, the game has a surprising number of uh, new players, and they don't necessarily know this stuff. Um, and um, and you still see people get surprised by um, uh, by going to check out a community goal and, and finding themselves blown up. Um, and uh, so I, admit, I am surprised at the lacking community goals. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and lots of other uh, uh, great content. So um, head over to www.sagittarius-i.com to download your copy of the magazine or um, or pick up uh, the podcast, um, which you can also find on your favourite podcast. Excellent. Um, on. Right. Well, I guess unless anybody has anything else, you've got five seconds. Nope. Yep. Right. In that case, um, we'll give out some shout-outs as usual. So, first of all, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, which broadcasts on a Thursday at half past eight. You can tune in at tv.forthemug.com, or if you just want the audio, radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash CQC. I will just point out that we have had an official challenge from the Loose Screws podcast for a Lave Radio versus Loose Screw CQC battle. Who would That's be up for that? Count me in. Faux show. That sounds fun. Yeah. Already. 
Right. So that that's it. And if Ty and Kai, <laughs> Ty and Kai, hey, uh, <laughs> if they are listening, then yep, we're we're up for that. Okay. Uh, also, uh, this Friday, um, here follower of the show, Commander Starion, he will be doing a stream on his channel at eleven o'clock UTC. Uh, it is his birthday, so as a birthday present, pop along and give him a virtual cake. Um, of course, as usual, we have following us the uh, fantastic Commander Witherspoon with his uh, latest edition of Galnet News. Um, I'm hoping it's in the real universe this time and not the, the evil universe. Uh -huh. Well, which was the evil universe? Someone said this is the evil universe. So on that up note, upbeat note, um, we'd like to thank everybody who's chipped in in the Twitch chat and um, the. has anybody actually buzzed you around Lave Station? Yeah, there's been a fair few at Life Station. Um, I thought I'm actually, I'm, I'm deliberately, and see if I can see how far I can still see it. And I'm currently 310 kilometers away from the station, and I can still see Life Station. Ah, right. So, so, so you basically, you you're on. Oh, you're just basically drunk. No, no, I'm just reversing away from the station to see how how long until I can't see it. Because I was thinking, I've, I've never done that. I, I do think Frontier missed a trick this week. I'm oh. not changing the status of Seoul. The <laughs> outbreak, outbreak or lockdown. Uh, maybe that's just a little bit too close to home. In fact, actually, that's the problem. We're all a bit too close to home at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Ah, so on that horrible pun, that is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com. Hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio. Tweet us at laveradio.com. Or you can join, or you can join our Disco server by going to disco.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at half past eight and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Shan, thanks to Ben, thanks to Kurgle, thanks to Souverine, and thanks to Cal uh, for helping out with today. Uh, and until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your Thank you.
Ah, oh, damn it. No worries, guys. Hold the fort for two seconds. I'll be right back. Galnet News Digest, 24th of March, 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, East India offers a helping hand. Same but different, claims Guardian Expert. Canon courts catastrophe. Big red button at home. East India offers a helping hand. In the 17th century, the East India Company refused to pay its taxes to King George. The East India Company was the inspiration for the British settlers in the Americas who also refused to pay their taxes, and so set the seed for the founding of what has become the modern-day Federation. Zachary Hudson has a lot to thank the East India Company for. In the 17th century, the East India Company traded rare goods such as silk and cotton, indigo, cinnamon, tea, salt and opium. In modern times, the East India Company trades different goods such as Fujin tea, Kamitra cigars, Lavian brandy, Conga ale, Zihe companions, Suntil relics and, of course, meta-alloys. It does all this in exchange for imperial slaves, the nicest looking of which are kept in Mac Winston's kinky sex dungeon, with the remainder being sold on to servitude until they've paid off their debts and regain imperial citizenship. But for a limited time only, Mac is going to have to control his urges as the East India Company is offering all those rare goods needed to unlock access to engineers absolutely free. In a statement, the company said that it was aware of selfish hoarding going on during this time of outbreak. And by giving away much of its stock, it wants to be part of the solution. This offer, codenamed Operation Helping Hand, runs out on the 18th of April, so be sure not to miss out. The trading post can be found online at eicgaming.com. Same but different, claims Guardian Expert. Canon Interstellar found a brand new Guardian site back in February. But it was so far away that it's taken until now for the news to filter back to civilization. The ruined Guardian Shrine is far, very far from previously discovered Guardian sites. In the Gria Haipu QL-V B19-15 system in the Norma Expanse, 13,000 light years northwest from Sol. The system, which was discovered by Commander Namix, contains no less than six sites, a mix of alpha and gamma configurations on three different planets, suggesting that other nearby systems may also contain remains of the once great Guardian civilization. 
Canon Interstellar had long imagined that there might be a guardian presence closer to the galactic core, as the religious guardian sect threw more and more effort into building these shrines in more and more remote locations. They were gradually wiped out by the scientific branch of Guardian civilization, which built the closely clustered Guardian structures. Investigations are being hampered by the large permit-locked area around the HEN 2-333 Wolf Rayet Star. Cannon's Commander Zabarmi pointed out that there are many brain tree forests in the region, strengthening the hypothesis that there may have been some link between the two life forms. In related news, Canon Interstellar is on the hunt for the unique Guardian site that Professor Melville wrote about back in 3303. This may be the centre of all the shrines, a shrine of shrines, somewhere on the bubble side of the last resting place of the research vessel Seat, in Call 173, Sector LJ-FC12-0. Anyone with any information about a unique Guardian shrine, neither Alpha, nor Beta, nor Gamma, is asked to get in touch with Commander Dreamstate. Cannon Court's Catastrophe The bird-headed bumbling boffins of the good ship Gnosis are putting the lives of those on board their megaship at risk, according to their own advisory message. The notice reads, The Gnosis will be doing a study of white dwarves and neutron stars for the next few weeks. We cannot guarantee that the ship will be outside the danger zone. Pilots launching do so at their own risk. The claim that they are studying neutron stars and white dwarves is in fact false. What Cannon is doing is jumping to as many of these stars as they can, in the hope that the Gnosis will eventually find itself orbiting within the jet cones. Because Cannon is curious to find out what happens to Commander's ships when they leave the hangar whilst inside a jet cone. Commanders currently on board the Gnosis are warned in the most unequivocal terms that Canon Interstellar is using them as test subjects, and that they should exercise the utmost caution anywhere within five light years of anyone wearing a lab coat. The Gnosis is currently orbiting White Dwarf Drogii NM-MD7-0, and is expected to make its next jump on Thursday morning. Big Red Button at Home There is a massive effort underway across the galaxy to find a cure for outbreak. The Fuel Rats, the Hutton Truckers and many other organisations are dedicating their spare CPU cycles to vital scientific research as part of the Folding at Home programme, which is not as it transpires research into origami, but something potentially far more valuable. During the outbreak, the Pilots' Federation has been forced to close its headquarters on Finder's World. The man with a head like an ostrich egg, only with the nest on top of the egg rather than the other way round, Commander Dav Stott, has been forced to work from his ground base, rather than from the Pilots' Federation headquarters on Finder's World. He has with him everything he needs to keep the galaxy functioning. Three holovid displays, a holo camera on a stalk, 
and a big red button. Commander Strott never goes anywhere without his big red button. There is, says Commander Strott, always a hand near the big red button. You just never know when you might need it. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. <laughs>